Welcome to the Jill on Money Call of the Week. We are presented by Marcus by Goldman Sachs. Remember, if you'd like to get on the air with us, all you have to do is send us an email. So easy. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. That's Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. That is what Jess did. She is on the line calling from Florida. Hi, Jess. What can I do for you? Hi, Jill. Um, I have a question about a life insurance policy that I have. Um, I bought a whole life uh, insurance policy about six years ago with about $45,000 rolled over from two previous life insurance policies. Um, Now I've been kind of more looking into finances and I've realized that that was probably a bad investment because I don't have kids and I don't plan on having kids and I don't make a whole lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm wondering if I should surrender that policy and invest it in something that might have uh, a little lower cost on the back end. Okay, so you put forty-five grand in six years ago, and that was a, what's called a 1031 exchange. I'm sorry, 1035 exchange. 1031 is a real estate exchange. So it's a 1035 exchange. Any need for life insurance at all? I honestly don't think so. I don't have any real, you know, beneficiaries that would need money. Okay. Okay. The surrender period. So uh, for everyone listening, when you buy one of these permanent life insurance policies, what happens is you have a sliding scale down. So you put $45,000 in, and if you pulled all that money out in the first year, sometimes it's a 10% or 12%, and then it goes down. Do you know what the surrender percentage is right now? I don't know the percentage, but I know the value. It okay. would be about $1,200. Okay. So any need for the, the money? So if we took the 45000 and you ended up netting, I'm just going to make it up $40,000 because there may even be some tax that's due in addition, to the, in addition to the surrender charge. What would you do with that money right now? Honestly, I was just thinking of investing it. I do have about $10,000 in student loans, but it's at a decently low rate, so I wasn't planning on paying that off. That's mm-hmm. really the only thing that I would pay off. Okay. I was just hoping to kind of invest it into something that maybe the fees would be a little bit lower and my mm. return would be better. Oh, yeah. Well, there's no doubt that that would be probable, if not automatic. If we uh, were to look back to the original insurance, because you said you you moved it in from other insurance. Do you remember when you bought that insurance, the one that was way back when? I don't for sure. I know my parents bought it when I was very uh-huh. young. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. I'm going to give you what I think is the general advice. However, I want you to do some homework for me. Number one, I want to know what the percentage goes to, you know, the longer we wait. Because there could be an argument that you say, hey, you know what, I'll wait one more year or a couple more years. I don't know. I'm like like off the top of my head, this looks like like almost like a 3% surrender charge, which is it's not terrible, right? It really isn't. So I want to find out, number one, what is the actual percentage and when does that turn over, right? Because, you know, if it were like two months from now, it drops from three to 2%, we'd wait, right? So yeah. let's find out the surrender charge. Second thing, ask the insurance company, is this a taxable event? So you can call like the general information number on that statement and you can talk to the people who got that and you want to say, if I blew out of this policy right now, would there be any tax due? So if you put in more money, overall than you took out, no tax event. But if your parents bought some of these policies or one of these policies a really long time ago, 
it could be that there's some tax that's built up into this. Not that you're, that would prevent you from doing anything, but it would be something you want to keep in the back of your mind. You would say, oh, some of this is going to be taxable income to me. I should keep some money in cash. Okay, so let's find out those two things. Surrender charge, tax liability. Next, you said you have a low rate on your student loans. How low a rate? Uh, it's about five and a half percent. Not low. Okay, no. <laughs> not low. So here's what I would say. Let's pretend you take this money out and you get, let's just pretend that you net 40 grand. The first thing you're going to do is you're going to take 10 grand. You're going to pay off that five and a half percent debt. And the reason is that it is impossible for you to get a guaranteed five and a half percent return right now in the investing world. And so mm. by paying off that $10,000, you just made what is likely the best investment decision of your young life, which is you've made five and a half percent return with no risk. Boom, that's gone. How much money do you have in your emergency reserve funds right now? Do you have six or 12 months of your living expenses? No, I have about four months. Okay. So from the 40, we've already spent 30. I mean, we've already spent 10, leaves you 30. I want you to round that out and get a little more money in your emergency reserve fund. Just, you know, six, seven, eight months. What do you do for a living? Um, I'm a consultant or a contractor to uh, the USGS with the government. Okay. So uh, you feel like you have a consistent money that you're making consistent income? I do, although, you know, the shutdowns aren't, mm -hmm. aren't uh, helping us. <laughs> I know. I mean, I used to think when I talked to people who were government employees or contractors, people would be like, why do I need an emergency reserve fund? And now we know that you do. So six months, at least in there. How old are you, Jess? I'm 32. Oh, you're so young. Fantastic. <laughs> and how do you, do you fund your own retirement account? Do you have a Roth or a different kind of retirement account? I have a traditional 401k through work, mm -hmm. um, which I contribute 6% to and my employer matches. Great. I also have a traditional IRA that I have from a previous employer. If, if you were like looking at your cash flow right now, how much money about do you earn approximately? Uh, approximately fifty-three, fifty-four $54,000 a year. And do you feel like you're living well on that? Like if I had that, if that debt were gone, right, the student loan debt is gone. Now you're putting money away into your traditional 401k and, and, and you feel like life's pretty good. You're living well? Yeah, yeah, I do. Okay. So what I think is let's find out a little bit more information about the nature of the charges that exist for the insurance policy. Mm -hmm. If you were to get this money out and it again boils down to about 40 you pay down the student loan at five and a half percent you top off your emergency reserve fund and then maybe what you do is you actually keep a little maybe even bump up your traditional 401k a little bit maybe instead of putting six percent you could say hey i could put in ten percent now because i'm in my 30s and i'm like a real person now oh i'm so <laughs> sad for you you know what i'll tell you something every decade gets better jess I'm telling you that right now. Every decade gets better. You don't feel better physically, but you are emotionally <laughs> 10 times better. And you're usually richer. So that's good, too. So let's get some more info about the life insurance. Give me a holler back. Let me know what you find out. But I, I agree with you. I think it's time to get that money out, extract it, make sure we understand charges and taxes involved, get rid of the debt, beef up emergency reserves, and start you putting away a little bit more money into retirement. Sound good? Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much. All right. Good luck. Thank you. Take care. Okay. That's the call of the week. If you have a financial question, just give us a holler. Send an email to askjill at jillonmoney.com 
or go to the website, jillonmoney.com. You can click the Contact Us button right there. Oh, by the way, while you're there, sign up for our free newsletter. It's free. Why not? We drop new episodes of Jill on Money every Tuesday and Thursday, and you can download the show anywhere that you get your podcasts. Apple, Google Play, Radio.com, Stitcher, wherever. Our music is composed by Joel Goodman. Mark Talercio is our executive producer. We're distributed by Cadence 13, and our show is presented by Marcus by Goldman Sachs. See you next week.